Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fins Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. A second, I'm muted. I was muted. Now I'm not muted. All right, now I can talk. What's up, guys? What's up, Drew? How you been, man? Pretty good. I know this is the uh, the Reel Down podcast, the Paddle and Finn Reel Down, but, you know, I'm here, kind of the new co- co-host, Ken Morris, <laughs> Dr. Noisewater. Can we call you that on this podcast? Sure. Why not? All right. Well, we, and by the way, we are, I know that you guys know us from the Hooked on Wild Waters podcast. We joined the Paddle and Finn Network family. It's been a lot of fun um, being with these guys who are podcast experts, but now Ken and I are are going to start the river bassin podcast this month we're doing yeah. our first episode just starting fresh and clean uh and i'm excited about that and i'm excited to have you on with me here today because it's been a while but also um you know we've got an event to talk about that uh you know had some rivers and creeks in play and you know this time of year that they can definitely become more in play um it's still good lake fishing too but i'm excited to talk to these guys that we have on as guests uh when we recap the kentucky lake trail series number two and uh, man, you're you know, I just miss you, buddy. I just miss you. So, <laughs> awesome. yeah, you dude, so I didn't talk about last weekend what you guys, what these guys did down there. Maybe we can talk to you a little bit too, pry your mind about what happened down there because you didn't do too bad yourself. And uh, it's exciting to get back behind the camera again. We've had a little bit of a hiatus, like you said, from our podcast because of the uh, August was just slam busy for both of us and transitioning to the paddle and fin family. We're going to start fresh, like you said, this month. Um, and we're going to get something out there soon. 
and it's fun just to sit back and talk kayak fishing again. So yeah, absolutely. Get in the seat and, and get it going. Absolutely. So stepping, hey, you stepping in to do the reel down was I was just like, yeah, let's do it. It'll be it'll be a good warm up. It'll get you know back into the paddle and fin you know uh, audience and uh, get started here. Exactly. Now, and, and you're filling in, folks. If you haven't been uh, listening to the podcast, Jimmy Skinner is uh, still battling a little bit of a uh, COVID. So, you know, that little COVID thing you probably heard of. So prayers for Jimmy and his family. Uh, you know, I know once one person gets it, the family kind of it's kind of hard when you live with each other to for everyone not to have it. So pray, give you a shout out to them, prayers to them. You guys hang in there and stay tough through it. I'm sure he'll, he's getting over it soon and he'll be back. But um, anyway, we're thinking about you, Jimmy. Get better, buddy. And yeah, um, buddy. take it easy, man. Good help. Sure. Well, let's bring these guys in um, because. They had quite the weekend. So Jimmy McClurkin won day number one. What's up, Jimmy? How's it going, Jimmy? Drew? Ken? Doing good, man. Doing good. Not not quite as good as you, but I, I'm not complaining either, my friend. No, two top fives is pretty solid. Good for absolutely, points. Absolutely, man. I know, absolutely. See, that was a humble brag by Jimmy. He has two top fives, too. So not even a one and a two. So there we go. I caught that. I caught that little humble brag there. But we're we're actually going to do more bragging on you than, than you could ever do because that's the point of this podcast, to highlight you guys. And I'm going to bring Robert in now and highlight him because he won on day two with an incredible 96 inches in, you know, the, the end of summer, which is the toughest time to be fishing anywhere. So what's up, Robert Weicker? What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Not much. You heard us just say, you know, we're, we're doing good. Ken and I are okay, but you guys, I know, are doing – a little better, but a little uh, bit better. I'm not. I'm not complaining, man. Been been a great season, great year, but man, two wins. That was your second win yes, on the K, KBF uh, Trail Series. So uh, I don't know how many people have two wins uh, other than maybe. Didn't the guy on St. Clair win both? St. Clair won Saturday. He did. He did. And I, I don't know if anybody else has, has two wins, but you're you may no. be the only one that has two on two separate, you know, bodies of water. Well, wait, no. Did the guy in Clear Lake? He's like leading AOI. Did he he didn't events? win both. He, he got like Lake. no. He he finished in the top in like all three of their events, but he okay. won one of them. But he didn't win all three because I looked at his AOI points. He's at like six hundred and then five ninety four and then like five eighty eight or something like that. So he yeah, didn't, it, he didn't win two in a row or, or two of the three. He only won sure. one, but he finished sure. way up there. Yeah. But he had three. He had three really good days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to shout shout him out, his name is Daniel. Uh, I don't pull up. It's like Balboa or Bal Balaba or Bal- I, I'm totally botching it. But it's better than just saying, "Hey, that that guy on Clear yeah, Lake in the California." Dude from Clear hey, Lake, Clear Lake, dude, Mister Clear I'm, Lake. I'm trying, Daniel. I'm trying to get you the credit you deserve, man. Good job out there that weekend. Yeah, dude, um, that's crazy. That is crazy. So, um, consistent is what it's all about. Consistency. These are two of the most consistent guys you know, out there right now, which is why, you know, you guys are both in the um, top 10 in the AOI. Jimmy, do you remember where you are? Have you looked? Yes, I'm tied. I'm tied for third with uh, Russ. Russ. That's right. You're tied for third. I'm in, I'm in fifth. I had a good, you know, weekend as well. So it it improved me a little bit. Robert, you know, you haven't fished even a ton of events and you're sitting there ninth within striking distance. So that's, that's pretty impressive, man. Pretty impressive for sure. But let's get into it. Um, if you guys are listening, uh, then I just want to say this. My job as I came onto the show with Jimmy, uh, as an angler who also fishes these and just is a big fan of the sport, you know, this game is, is so intriguing. It never gets old to me because, you know, weather conditions change, water conditions change, bodies of water change. 
the time of year we go there changes. There's so much changing. It's it's the reason why sports like golf, they say it's a, a ho- it's not a hobby, it's an obsession. Well, fishing is the same way. It's really not a hobby. It really is an obsession. So my my role here on the show as an angler that's also such a fan like this, you know, an angler that obviously has accomplished, uh, you know, some nice things in the sport is to just try to like dig as much as I can uh, and get as much juice, squeeze these guys a little bit. And, th- and their job may, may be to avoid some of these questions that, that to the depth I try to go, but I, I also don't try to pick too hard, but anyway, um, that's what During I'm going to try to do. Maker, basically the kayak fishing yeah. smoothie guy is trying to juice you guys. That's right. <laughs> like that's right. Uh, <laughs> trying to trying to but anyway let's let's get into it um and uh let's start making some juice here so all right so so the first day the first tournament um that's the one that that you won jimmy so we'll quickly get your synopsis of the day uh but but really take us even back further to pre-fishing and i actually want you to take us even further back to your history on this lake and did you run history and any sort of uh you know, map study, Google Earth, any sort of anything like that. Was that a big player at all, too? So take us back from the very beginning to where you weren't even pre-fishing, like just studying on the map. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my history on that lake, I lived uh, about 20 miles from that lake for my entire life. So I consider Kentucky Lake my home water. Uh, I run a big bass boat. I was on uh, CNO Marine, Team CNO, for lots of years running a big bass boat. Uh, so I've got lots of history there. I've won several events um, in a kayak. I've won several club events there. Um, but yes, yeah, study Google Earth this time of year when that water's coming down. You want to look for those uh, ditches and and holes and such as that. So I looked, I looked at Google Earth quite a bit, and then I had spent I spent the weekend prior there. I came home. Uh, for two days for the hurricane that blew through, and then I went back starting Wednesday and fished every day. So I put in about five days of pre-fishing and found probably four creeks that had a, a population of bass in them, uh, including the one Robert. I pre-fished uh, that creek Friday, the day before the tournament, and had 90-plus inches in there and decided not to go to that creek. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the is that why he's your best friend, Robert? Yeah. You were saying that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, cool. I'll, I'll let you dig into that story a little bit more, I guess, when we get to to your side of things. But he was telling us that Jimmy is his new best friend, and now I, I it's starting to come a little clear here. So so Jimmy, so it's impressive, man. You've had a little history there, and I feel pretty pretty good to you know come pretty close to what you you had done given i actually just kind of rolled into town because i was at lacrosse sure. i rolled into town not really uh didn't really have a chance to do any pre-fishing i had a few hours to drive around on, on friday when i got into town but dude you're a, i didn't realize you were you know that close and you're such a hammer on this body of water so it sounds like to me history played uh, a big part in knowing some some key areas to go to the drawdown they start pulling water i think around first of september um so now get into you know a little bit about what you um you know what you did i guess on uh tournament day yeah so i had uh like i said i had found fishing about four a good population of fishing about four creeks and once i decided which creek i was going to start in uh, that's where i started i went straight to my fish and and they were there just like they were several days before i sat and caught them uh till about 11 30 pretty pretty steady 
and uh, 1130 I fished for about an hour and uh, didn't get bit so I I had my truck already backed in to the water uh, my I left my boat back then I left my trailer back in the water that day off a little side road and I went and loaded it up and hit another creek and I uh, coiled up three times and uh, ended up I think with 87 and a half that day nice nice and you're in uh, which which kayak are you in I was running my uh, autopilot 136 old town nice nice so, so you the motor go ahead Ken yeah so I was just curious like, so you said you caught 90 plus inches on Friday the day before this tournament right mm-hmm and you did you look at for question one did you look at the leaderboard at all during the day or do you look at the leaderboard when you're out on the water at all i'm i'm a little bit of a watcher right so i i don't i don't upload my fish generally uh until i until i have three or four or five fish uh i like i don't want to stop and take the time to download until i usually have my limit uh so but after that as I call, as I called, I would look at it, but I don't pull my phone yeah. just just keep track of it. Gotcha. Do you, so, so you had an idea of where everybody else was, at least mm-hmm. to the point of where they were uploaded. Did you think that like mid eighties plus work was going to do it for day one? No, I would have thought it would have taken over ninety, and and when uh, the tournament was over, when I had eighty seven and a half. And we're still an hour, and your likes of Josh Stewart, Drew Gregory, all the hammers that were down there, Derek Bostich, uh, Jody Queen, Matt Ball, Russ, all of those guys yeah. have Russ have not Cody, committed Cody. yet. Yes. Yeah. So you're thinking, well, there's no way 87 gonna hold up. So I had my best friend on the phone with me while I was driving, and uh, we were literally counting down minutes, talking. And I was like, and he was refreshing his computer looking at the leaderboard while I was driving and he was talking to me and it got down to to one minute to go and I was still leading and Russ hadn't submitted yet. I said, well, there's no way that he's got time to submit five now. So I waited till one minute after three o'clock to celebrate, but yeah, getting that trail win was, was big. That's cool. I was just curious because like knowing that you caught 90 inches the day before and whether you checked the leaderboard or not, you know, like you knew, because I think you were at like, when did you, because you were at like 83 or 82, weren't you at some point? I was. Called, when, yeah. Yeah. When I, le- when I left that first creek and went to the second creek, I was only at like low 80s, but I still think okay. that was leading. But uh, when I went to that second creek, I upgraded three times, like I said. Gotcha. Because I was just but, curious if you were like in any sort of panic mode or if you're like, I got to get to 90 inches at least to have a chance to do anything. You know what I mean? Like it, all that stuff goes through your head like that. And yes, so I was just that, curious if that was happening to you or not. It was a little. And uh, I caught 90 inches the day before, but I caught them in that creek uh, a couple of days prior, and it had the wind blowing in that creek. And I caught them really good on a pattern I liked. I was throwing a wacky rig and throwing that jackhammer, and they were just just, just annihilating it. When I went back in there, and that was in the, of an afternoon, I had some. I had checked another creek. I didn't get to that creek till 2 p.m., so I wanted to go back in there and check it for a morning bite. So I went back in there and uh, ironically off the same root ball that he caught his entire limit, I caught a 20 plus and it run a number two treble hook in my hand. So I threw it back and pinched and popped that out and fished 
not not like I wanted to. I was having to throw a nid rig and green holes of water in those ditches, and I just didn't like the pattern. And how how uh, he found it or knew I was in there, his buddy had, had came all the way across the lake, like five miles on his trolling motor to get to that creek. And I, I, I'd give him a little information. I said, yes, I'd caught him in here good. When the wind's blowing in here, it's really on fire. And, uh, and, and Robert took it and run with it. So that was that was all during pre-fishing, you're saying? That was the Friday. Right. Yeah. The Friday, gotcha. That's the so, day I caught him. So let me ask you this then. Why did you not, having caught 90 inches in pre-fishing, why didn't you go <clears> to that <throat> creek during the tournament? Because the wind direction, like you just alluded to, or what? Yeah, the wind direction was not blowing in there the first day, and I didn't like the pattern. You know, I was wanting to throw, I was wanting to throw that jackhammer and that wacky rig, uh, and I had to catch them on a Ned rig that day that I caught them in there, and I just, I just didn't oh. want to dupl duplicate oh. it exactly. Excuse me, while I throw up over here. In the trash can. <laughs> I didn't know if I no, could I duplicate it. I, I was just having to throw in those green holes and hope that they were there. Where in yeah. the creek that I ultimately went to, I knew that they were there and I knew how to catch them. Yeah, and you could power fish them a little bit more. Hey, no, yep. no offense to Ned Rig, it catches a lot of fish, and obviously I'm, I'm sponsored it by does. Z Man. I love I love the Ned stuff, and they kind of uh, were the ones who really brought that, I guess, more mainstream. But anyway, um, so big fan of of it when you have to use it, but it just like it, it just is not something like you're saying. I don't really want to use it's kind of a last resort sort of thing but a lot of people it's their first resort and they yep. catch them catch them just as good they catch more and and uh win tournaments with it so it's just everybody's personality is different there's no way in the world anyone who watches what i do anything in kayak fishing ever can you know see that that would not fit my personality just sitting there i, I need to be moving and fast and uh, kind of adhd but anyway jimmy mm -hmm. uh, that's good stuff man uh you, you definitely gave us a lot of good Good info there. Uh, now, and you're talking, when you say creek, I mean, you got your troll motors. It's safe to assume, you know, you're in a, a creek arm of, of lake. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, you're not in actual, like, skinny little tiny body of water. You're, like, in the arm, creek arm of the lake, of somewhere on the lake. Is that right? Or because you have a troll so, motor? So the best way to explain it, and, and I'll give you guys, everybody listening, some views for Kentucky Lake, right? So the, the best place to catch fish in the backs of these or is where that creek like the last hole where it bumps out into that where it turns into the lake that bay that that first where it makes that transition that is your that is going to be your juice and and get in a lot of times i was in two feet of water or my trolling motor would drag and i would just pop it up and i would paddle uh, but you're looking to get in those if you're in two foot and you can get over into that creek and it drops off 2.8 or 3.2 those fish use that like highways yeah and that's the that's the that's the ticket cool man cool well, good stuff buddy um uh, man what a great great tournament tournament win uh you had and, and you had a great day too as well uh ken you yep. got anything else uh you want to ask him about day number one his win I don't think so, man. I think that you pretty much, you know, you. I think I spilled it all. You spilled a lot <laughs> yeah. of it. You, yeah. us, you know, you gave us like kind of a read on where in the creek to go. You gave us like a little bit of pattern information. You yep. gave us some, some 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 specifics that a lot of people aren't willing to give up. So I, I commend that. I applaud that. And uh, congratulations, man. It's a feat. It's a feat to get one of these wins. For sure. Yeah, it's a. It's a. It's a rare fraternity, for sure. 
Uh, it is. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I'm honored to be a part of it. Love All right, the sport. Why we, oh, yeah, for sure, man. You're, you're one of the best, and we appreciate you. And uh, moving on and transitioning to day two, before we, we head over to Robert and hear how he caught him, did you go to that creek ever in day two? Or did you just not fish the creek you caught 90 at all during the tournament? Me? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, no. 90, 90 inches on pre-fishing, you caught them there. Did you never go to that creek at all during the tournament? Never, day two, no. Never. Day okay. two, day, day gotcha. two, I did not go back to my day one creek. I felt like that I had I had put a, a punishing on those fish. So I completely yeah. switched creeks on day two, but it was not the creek that Robert – that was right. – I went to another creek that had a good population of fish. I caught a 20 and three quarter and a 21 and a 17 something. And he had 96 something day two. I caught and had in the kayak 93 and a half inches of fish, but I hooked that last 18 and a half with like a minute and a half to go. And I was Ooh. in such a hurry that when she flopped, I was grabbing my camera. I pushed her right off the side of the kayak. But luckily, he, he he outpaced me. He if he would have beat me ninety three, I would have been heartbroken. But luckily, he had ninety six. Yeah, I, I, dude, Robert, do you remember I told you the exact same thing at the uh, results? I said, "Thank God you had ninety six inches because yep. I lost, yes. I lost, I lost several fish that that were they were pretty good size. I'm not going to get into you know what I could have had, but I don't think if I'd caught them all, I would have had ninety six. So I at least felt good that i probably wasn't going to win but i definitely would have you know jumped jimmy but as you just heard it happens to everybody guys if you're listening yep. you're a yep. tournament angler jimmy lost one too so he could say the same thing right back and you know that's just part of the game but uh that's what makes it fun you know you don't know once you hook a fish uh if you're ever gonna actually get it in that that pounding in the heart is why we love this sport you know it's just a, a few 30 45 seconds a minute at most but those short spurts of time Man, they make all the travel and everything we do so worth it, man. So, Robert, yep. it was all worth it for you on day two, man. Um, and, and, Jimmy, obviously you got second, too. We, we might get you to talk a little bit about day two as well later. But let's let's hear Robert's take on, you know, day two and uh, how he caught those fish in, the, in another creek that, that Jimmy also pre-fished in and wore them out. So you, you let them rest a day, and then you went and got them, I guess, it sounds like. <laughs> well, my day one and two, I mean, it's – the whole, I mean, it's all one big, one, one story. I mean, I can't really break yeah, it. Yeah. So Tell us the whole thing. We went to Kentucky Lake and I, I didn't plan on even fishing the tournament and I've got some history there and my buddy Kyle, he's my boss and my best friend. And I mean, <laughs> all the way around and he wanted to, he was talking about qualifying for the national championship. I said, let's go down to Kentucky Lake. I've got some history there. I've got some great spots. Let's go down and check. Well, day and a half of practice. Kentucky Lake isn't the same it was four years ago. <laughs> so all my yeah. points were trash. They were garbage. We practiced our butt off, didn't find anything. And then Jason Isaacs was sitting in our house, and he's like, Robert, if you don't go fish a creek, you're stupid. I said, dude, I didn't come to Kentucky Lake to fish a freaking creek. I don't want to fish a creek. Yeah. Drew, no offense. I hate skinny. Yep. I yep. want to go out <laughs> I want to be 20 foot of water looking at my depth finder, catching, whacking big fish on anywhere, any water over 10 foot deep. That's my life. That's where I live. So, you do it, man. Keep, keep pushing. Yeah, yeah we love fine. it. It's good. Yeah. It can, and it could be one boat. That, here, let me just interject real quick. I love that you say that because it can be one. Any tournament could be one in moving water or in the lake. It's. I really feel like the potential is there. 
but it just takes the best anglers that, that know how to fish lakes and the, and the best guys on rivers to get to a, a number that, that maybe could win. So it's, it's cool that you like that style. And a lot of people do, it's a lot easier. There's a lot of things that are beneficial. you the bigger bodies of water. Typically, you know, the bigger the ocean, the bigger the fish, they do have the bigger, you know, you know, you don't see me with big, big bass too often. You know what I mean? It may be more consistent, but the biggest fish probably do live in the main lake. But anyway, uh, I'm glad that, you know, that's your style, man. And uh, a lot of guys choose to do that. So we're all kind of spread out a little bit in this kayak yeah, fishing world. For sure. Well, Jason told me to go fish a creek. And I was like, look at the map. And my other buddy, Jason, I have two Jasons, he was, uh, he'd been here for a week and he'd struggled a lot. And he'd found some fish here and there. And so me, him, and Kyle put our heads together. We decided to launch at a ramp. And we found the creek that Jimmy, Jimmy was talking about. And, but it was 5.4 miles from where I wanted to launch. But I wanted to go check history. Jason wanted to go check a spot. So all three of us just launched in the same area, divided and conquered. Kyle made the long run clear over there. He had two lithium batteries in his boat, so he knew he was going to make it there. And I went and did some history, and it was terrible. I caught a 17-inch smallmouth on a spot that duplicated itself for miles. And I was like, all right, I've got something. And it didn't duplicate itself anywhere. Like, I thought the spot was the same all the way up through the river, but. Anyway, long story short, I decide I'm not going to let Kyle cross the river again by himself because he was he's really new in the game and 50 foot of water crossing the river in that barge that barge channel was a little nerve wracking. So I told Jason, I said, I'm going to hop in the truck, run over here to that marina, and it's right up the mouth of the creek. It's a half mile from the creek, and I pull in there, and Kyle look, comes around a point, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go fish the strip mines?" He said, and that's my little bass honey hole up here, crystal clear water, 20 foot deep. You can see the bottom, whatever. And he said, hey, I met this guy in the creek. His name was, uh, he said, his name was Jimmy. And I was like, uh-oh, Jimmy who? He said, I got to look. He said, is it McClurkin? Is that right? Is that how you, how you pronounce it? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Jimmy McClurkin. And I was like, really? <laughs> he said, well, he said he was going to fish. He didn't know where he was going to fish more, but he wasn't fishing here. And I told Kyle, I said, well, we're going to fish here then. So <laughs> I've literally never had a good day bass fishing in the creek in my life. But I was a trout guide for a few years. I kind of know how fish set up in creeks. I've got a good feeling for it. And so we went out there and just fished. I mean, there was, we went out there. Um, he caught an 18-something on his third cast in practice. And then he put his rod down and he took off up the creek. He found there was enough room for us to fish all day. So we just planned it. So we went up there day one, caught a lot of fish. I think I caught 15 keepers, ended up ninth place. Um, mm -hmm. we, we, but we seen, here's, here's where it comes into day two. We seen an absolute mega school up in the creek. I'm talking five or six 20-inch largemouth, four or five, maybe 19 to 20-inch smallmouth. I'm telling you, the, it was a Cabela's Aquarium in the back of that creek. But we watched them come in to the creek or come down the creek. Like, they weren't holding up on a structure. They were just moving down the creek. And then they buried up in a brush pile when they seen us. So we couldn't catch them. We left for like an hour. I hooked one of them later and lost it, which would have, would definitely put me to second or third on day one. I mean, it was a I lost a hammer up in the creek, but I told Kyle, I said, let's cut our losses. We got a good limit. We both did pretty good today. Let's just go to the house, and we'll come back and fish here day one. We're going to run all the way to that brush pile, straight to it, first thing in the morning. Well, all that rain moved in, and mm -hmm. uh, there was no way we are going to run up there. Jimmy's seen the creek. It's hard to navigate in the daytime, more mm -hmm. or less in the dark. So we roll back in there and we stop. And I was, I told Kyle, I said, let's just stop right here, hit spot lock and just chill. We had three minutes before the tournament started. And holy cow, when the tournament started, it was on. 
tournament started. I made two casts at 6.03. I had a 17-something in the kayak. And it was on one root ball in the mouth of the creek. And in 14 minutes, I had 90 inches. And then, and then I caught five, ten. I caught 13 keepers in the first, like, 20 minutes. Kyle caught an 18-something out of there. But he was having a hard time taking a picture, so all the props in the world to him. Because him and I fished full shoulder to shoulder. We knew we were going to fish together all day. Both of us casting the same spot, whatever. But he seen what went down while he was trying to get his picture taken. And realized that I got a good shot at winning the tournament, so he moved on. He was like, dude, I'm not going to touch that tree. You got it. I mean, it's it's over. So that tree in one foot of water for, I don't know, 45 minutes every cast with a spinnerbait and a buzzbait. It was all spinnerbait bite at first, and they shut down, so I started throwing a buzzbait, and it fired them right back up. I caught a bunch more. I don't know how many fish I caught. I couldn't tell you. Well, that's awesome. Like, it's one of those days. Dude, you yes. guys are both my kind of guys. These guys are right here. If I'm pointing to them correctly, no, kind of, whatever. But here's why. Dude, they stop hitting a spinnerbait. Most people go to a jig or a Ned rig or a wacky rig. Like, okay, they're stopping hitting the power fish. No, you're like, dude, they're not hitting a spinnerbait. They're going to hit a buzzbait. And then you throw, <laughs> you, you throw even more power and more noise at them. That that's cool. And they were like, all right. So I, I just thought color change would do it. I went from white yeah. to black and and I just – you know, whatever. I was changing something. I knew any change. As fired up as they were, I knew any change was going to work. I think they, were, the water next to them was like six or seven feet in, the, in this little channel that comes through there, and it rolls up to a foot. And mm-hmm. literally most of my fish came in a hole the size of a basketball, just cast after cast after cast. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. That's insane, man. I mean, when my wife says I don't really look good and I need to change, I, I try a color change too, and I hope that works. And she's <laughs> happy with like, okay, now we can go out and wherever we're going, right? But doesn't always work that way with her. So it's amazing that it worked. Uh, you know, trying the color change, it worked out for you in a little different approach. But um, I'll ask you that on this podcast the same question I asked you in the pavilion at the results show was because you told us the story how it was real clear and you saw those fish swim in there on on day one, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, this doesn't compute in my brain. How are you catching in one and two foot of water off one root ball this many fish and they're not spooking by seeing you you know they're coming they're not coming out chasing that fish and then seeing your kayak and then spooking like they did on day one when they went down like you guys said into the tree and and tell us a little bit about why you don't think that was such a case on on day two here it was dark (laughs) yeah i mean it was literally minutes in but jimmy told kyle that the west wind all blew the muddy water up in the creek when they were talking and that water was crystal clear the day before, but we had a yep. really fast wind on day two. And that creek was muddy for 300 yards up in the creek. Yep. So yep. the color change of the water was different the next day. Everything was different. But after we got on that big flurry, we ran up the creek to that brush pile. I made a beeline. I flipped. I went up there real fast, fished really hard on my way up there. I caught a 21 right around the first bend. But I didn't catch the big ones in that mouth. I just caught it 90 inches. I mean, you know, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the winning it, total already, right? <laughs> brush pile, and that brush pile was empty. And then it hit me right then. I was like, Kyle, those bass we seen cruising were headed to the mouth because the storm was coming. There's something to do with that. We have to go to the mouth. So I ran back to the mouth as fast as I could and started flipping on a big tree and caught 21 and a quarter. So all those fish that we seen and caught the day before that were not in the creek anymore, they were down there at the mouth because all the bait was down there. The water was running faster. 
the west wind was blowing the muddy water in. There was a real nice little current of clear water coming right down the channel, but muddy on both sides. And everybody knows what a mud line does like that, especially a mud line on an extreme death change like that. I mean, one yeah. foot to six foot on a creek bend. I mean, it was just, you couldn't have wrote it yep. down on a piece of paper, your perfect scenario, and it just happened to be there that day. So, yeah, that's true, that's man. I told Jimmy, he's like, Are you Robert Weicker? I said, Yeah. He shook my hand. I said, Buddy, you're my new best friend right now. He told Kyle, <laughs> He told Kyle, the, He told Thing you need to know, and Kyle told me, and then I started putting it in my brain, computing what's going to happen. And like I said, Kyle's really new to the sport, but he definitely this is his first year. And I mean, he's in the top 100 in AOI, he's done, a, he's had a really, really good year for his first time ever. But Jimmy told him everything, and Kyle's like a little tape recorder, and then he like told a me, sponge. <laughs> oh, good for good for Kyle, man. I, I met him, he's a good, good dude. He knew every detail there was to know. And when he told me, it just kind of all started building up. And then day two, I was laying there. I was, we, we, we anchored, and I was like, dude, I got a tie on a spinnerbait and a buzzbait. It's windy, rainy, water color is different. Something's going to happen. And two minutes later, mm -hmm. game on. Well, yeah. Kyle seemed like a super, super nice guy, man. That's he cool is. that you guys got to, got to share that with each other. You know, we talked about – you know, how the juice is made, the smoothie, whatever you guys joking, but that's basically what Robert just described guys. Okay. The, everything changed, like you said. So rain, throw in a little rain, throw in it's dark. Cause it's 6am when we're, we're casting our first cast. It wasn't dark. You know, when that happened pre or the first day one, right? So you throw in that the rain, wind, muddy water, everything was different. Throw it all in, you blend it up and you had this perfect recipe, you know, this, this perfect smoothie, right? It all comes together. And that's, Better. You know, I say it all the time, Ken. I've, I've talked about it on our podcast before. Like, every tournament that's won, almost every time, it's not like, oh, I junk fished the best of my way around this lake and just kind of just was the best at it. It rarely happens like that. The winner is usually something that's just like you described, super, super special. Um, and, you know, Jimmy, you kind of had something like that going on on day one. But with the weather, I think Robert's scenario fits that description a little bit more, but usually it's something super special. Look at Mark Pendergraft at, you know, Possum mm -hmm. Kingdom Lake, you know, right from the ramp. I mean, I can go on and on with so many examples um, this year of tournaments that were, were won. Ken, you won a KBF Trail Series event, and we yep. actually tied our total. We tied. So, yeah. you know, uh, but I had something really unique and special. You had something unique and special, too, and they were both – you know, equally kind of unique and just different that nobody else was really yeah. on. So you guys nobody kind of, you guys kind of found it. So that's pretty cool. Um, hey, Robert, real quick, you're, you're throwing a buzz bait. I threw a buzz bait some. I, I do enjoy, you know, throwing that bait. Are you throwing a, a skirtless buzz bait, double bladed buzz bait? Just give us a little bit of the details on the how buzz bait. If you was put your buzz bait. Yeah, yeah, how buzzy. What kind of trailer do you put on it? If you put a trailer, a trailer hook. All, all the details in that buzz bait. So do you let it sit outside to get rusty? Do you put it in front yes, of the fan to yes. break it in? Like, what do you do? I'll be, I'll be 100% honest with you. I hate a buzz bait. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't like throwing them. I never throw them. But I knew that if it if the weather were to get a little bit – the only reason why I tied it on in the morning, I knew if it were to slack off and the wind would let down, the buzz bait bike would probably turn on a little bit. So I was throwing a, the same spinnerbait, same guy. This is a local company by us, Pro Tackle Crafters. They make a spinnerbait and make a buzzbait. They make a lot of soft plastics and jigs. But they, um, I just had a regular black buzzbait, as plain Jane as you as it gets. 
and just a, just a trailer hook. I mean, just a little two-watt trailer hook on the back. No trailer, no nothing. But I did take the blades and bend them in a little bit to make it a little bit slower retrieve, a little louder. Because I figured burning that spinner bait wide open, I was going to try to change the presentation and the, you know, and the color. No, I just wanted to change everything because they're all the, I mean, you hook so many fish in one spot, they're going to get smart quick. But yeah. Yeah, it was just a normal old, just basic as it gets, buzz bait. No trailer, no nothing. Trailer hook. Good deal. Which, which was huge because I throw a trailer hook on a spinner bait. And I hear all the time guys like, I don't throw a trailer on a spinner bait. My 21-incher, when I caught him, I flipped into a brush pile because I'll flip a spinnerbait a lot. I don't cast mm -hmm. a pot, and I'll flip them like a jig. Let them fall, yank them back up. And when I flipped into a brush pile, it sunk, and I, my motor, I thought it was on because the wind was blowing me, so I reached up for my remote, letting it fall. He hits it. I was all discombobulated, couldn't set the hook, couldn't. It was a madness, and he was skin hooked by the trailer hook on his bottom lip. Wow. So it was just stupid fit. I mean, he bit when I wasn't ready. You know how it is sometimes. He just... It was a train wreck. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't for a trailer hook, you wouldn't uh, have been in the boat. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's crazy. Well, everyone's numbers on day two went way up. So, uh, yeah, I, Ken, Ken, if you want to get the numbers, do you mind getting the numbers up on another tab? And we'll, we'll read yeah. over the numbers if, if you can. But the numbers went way up on day two. We had that weather come in. I actually, you know, when I was fishing, I, I think I ended up in third place on day two with 88 mm -hmm. and three quarter inches and jimmy on on day one you won with like 87 is that right 87 something 87 and a half okay so, so i'm thinking you know i pulled the leaderboard up because i didn't have signal really very well so i didn't upload it all until the end of the day around like 2 30 and i looked at the leaderboard the first time and it popped up and i thought i got a chance to win this thing and then i see robert at like 96 inches i'm like holy cow everyone did catch him as good as as I thought they would, and, and as good as I was kind of catching them. Uh, but anyway, then you were right up there, too, and I was like, dang, gum, Jimmy, man. But uh, happy for you. And uh, anyway, so real quick, so, talk about – or go ahead. Go ahead, Ken, you got um, the numbers? Yeah, so just going to roll down the numbers from first to tenth. So obviously Robert had 96 inches. Jimmy came in second with 89.75. Drew, you were in third with 88.75. And then it went 88 inches, 88 inches, 87.5 inches, 86.25 inches, 86 inches. And then we dropped down to 83.75, drop down. Um, and yeah. then another 83.75 inches. So you had to have over 80 inches to be in the top 15 on day two. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, day that's one, solid. day one, I don't, we don't, haven't read off those numbers. Let's hear what day one's numbers were for everyone just so they can compare and see what so in day one, Jimmy obviously took the win with 87.5. And then immediately, Eric Jackson in second place had 84.75. So we dropped three inches down to that lower number just for second place on day one. Um, 84.5, and 83.5, 82, 81.25, 82.5, 80, and 79.25 rounds out 10th place. So 10th place to even make it to 80 inches on day one. So something happened on Saturday. It seems like it shut them down a little bit from Friday, Blue according guys. to it. <laughs> yeah. What's that? So, Bluebirds, guys, and sunshine is hot. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I think that's how the lake was fishing. Uh, that's how that lake had been fishing for a couple of weeks. You know, if you had 80s to 82 to 3, 4, that's about all the lake was giving up. If you could get to that 85 plus, you had something pretty special. And then when that weather change blew in, in that wind, uh, 
for him, you know, put him over 90. And I was, again, on a, a, a 93 and a half inch bite. So, again, you know, the lake that day was given up about mid 80s. And yeah. us three were on yeah. something a little bit special from, from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looks like I mentioned to get into the top 15 of day two was 80 inches. That's what I said, right? About that. Yep. Well, to get in the top 15 of day one was 75 and a quarter. So, like, there was about a five inch difference, I would say, about in yep. what, you know, you had to do to be to compete from day one to day two. Like, yep. you, gave, you yep. gave up five extra inches on day two. Right. Yep. Day two was nuts, man. It was great. Um, but let's uh, real quickly uh, t- get your thoughts on uh, one thing here. Chad Hoover mentioned that the national championship is coming back to Kentucky Lake next year. So uh, obviously you guys are probably pretty excited about that. You got good history there. Uh, aside from just your initial, you know, probably excitement that it's a lake we've done well on, um, you know, what are your thoughts on going back to a place we've, we've kind of already been? And y'all want to go – would you rather go to new places? If Assuming it wasn't your quasi – home lake you know for you jimmy and robert a place you've obviously done well i mean do y'all like going back or would you like to see some new new stuff or what are y'all's thoughts on that i'll I'll go first i always like to see kentucky lake on a schedule and i think that's kind of where chad uh cut his teeth starting this thing on kentucky lake we had the nc there i think it'll always be part of the kbf schedule Uh, so i always like seeing it on there and one of the big reasons i gave up um, what they're doing right now, uh, that time of year, next year, that where we were catching them in one or two foot of water will be land. So you're going to have to refine those fish. Uh, they still may be in a creek, but you're going to have to relocate what exactly they're doing. So what I gave you will be good for a drawdown next year, but for national championship, it's it's not good information. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're that excited one about month, it. Oh, go ahead, Drew. No, no, go ahead. And that one month is going to make a huge difference in Kentucky Lake between like late summer, early September to that October fallish sort of uh, scenario um, yep. and, in Kentucky Lake. Yeah, and, and they'll, you know, it's just now beginning to feel like fall. It felt like fall this morning here in Tennessee. And uh, them, the, the bait fish will want to get to the back, but it's going to be different. You'll probably be catching them out on flats next year you know during that national championship that's how it'll probably be won uh it won't be won in a ditch because the ditches won't be there that'll be dry land it'll probably be won on a flat next year in the back of a in a hmm. creek on a flat that's some good juice right there uh, yeah robert what do you think man you excited about that or you made it to the 41 minute mark congratulations there's the juice <laughs> yeah that's right if you made it <laughs> When you when you first mentioned it, I was like, man, I don't want to come back to Kentucky Lake. But then hearing Jimmy just now talk, now I'm like, wait a minute, I might want to come to Kentucky Lake for that one. <laughs> Get to fish the the lake, yeah. Get it, it doesn't fish like I expected it to, and honestly, I don't. Like I said, I had no intentions on coming in the first place. I had no intentions on the angle of the year race, ten house, none of that stuff until this freak weekend happened. Now my whole freaking life and, and plan for the rest of the year changed. But when I, I mean. I, I think that uh, the way Jimmy just talked about it, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be here for sure. I think it'll be a good time then. I don't yeah, want to yeah. go in this time of year because 
I don't like fishing creeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was this close to coming down to Kentucky Lake with Drew. He says that he's like you can come down if you want, and I just didn't have the push that I needed to force me down there after getting down there after the cross. But it sounds like I made yeah. a mistake by staying home. Yep, <laughs> no doubt. No, it's cool. I'm excited about it too. But it, you know, I, I'm glad it's uh, a couple things. I'm glad it's uh, in October, like you know, different time of year than the first national championships that were there. They were always in the spring. And so COVID sort of flipped that schedule. So that's cool. It's going to be different. So it's not going to be one fish the same. Uh, it's not even going to be the same, like you just said, Jimmy, that this tournament was. So it'll be totally different. Everyone's on level playing field. The other thing I'm really excited about is the, the boundaries for this tournament was different than all those national championships years. There was no cutoff at I-40, you know, south of I-40. Right. It was always cut off, right? And now it's not, you know, so I assume they're going to keep keep that boundary the same because if it's like that for, you know, the 50-something anglers that were there this weekend, why would they, you know, when there's three, four, five hundred, why would they make the boundary smaller? So I think that'll stay the same, which brings a lot of new water into play. Uh, and then also there's no boundary on the, the uh, Cumberland River on the other side. Uh, I think it used to be for the national championship, the mouth of the Red River was the boundary in Clarksville. And yep. no longer do we have that boundary either. So that opens up a lot of new water and p- plenty of water for a national championship type feel, which typically does have, you know, three, four, 500 anglers. So I'm excited about that. After this, this one at, at Kentucky Lake, I do hope it goes somewhere besides Shreveport, Kentucky Lake or Gunnersville, which, you know, where we've already been. I yep. would love to see something up north, you know, and, and have them move it up a, a little bit, maybe the end of September, early October, so it's still nice up north. But, you know, I, I just think that'd be kind of cool to to mix it up, move it to some other bigger bodies of water that can handle that many people. Um, I mean, I, it, you know, what's that? Hey, Robert, if they move it, if they – Champlain. If they move it up, uh, if they move it up north, I'm giving you a call. I got you, buddy, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Move it to Erie. You'll see me and Jimmy fishing. He owes it. I promise. <laughs> Absolutely. It'd be cool on a St. Clair, Erie, or Champlain. I mean, just to yeah. mix it. I feel like the national championship actually should be moved around the country be. because it's fair to the anglers that, you know, that live around the country. This is a national trail, so we should make it national. And they do a pretty good job. I mean, you know, it's not like it, those lakes are all right next to each other. Shreveport's further away, you know, and Kentucky Lake and Gunnersville, they're all kind of separated, but it'd be nice to move it up to some different places. And I agree, Champlain, mm-hmm. Erie, St. Clair, there's some other bigger bodies of water. Or find another city that's got multiple lakes like they're, they're doing in Shreveport that we could go to that could accommodate that many anglers. And, uh, you know, somewhere in Texas would be really cool, or Oklahoma, yeah. or Arkansas. So I, I think we'll that we'll see that one day. But, uh, you know, just don't know, know where they're going to go. But I'm excited, guys. So uh, let me quickly – transition unless ken you got any other stuff you want to mention about the tournament or the national championship thoughts on that or no man i'm excited uh to head down to shreveport this year in a couple of weeks um yeah. i'm feeling like we'll be seeing a couple of these two guys down there um yep. and you know I, yep. i've never i don't i haven't fished kentucky lake yet so if i make my way down there next year i'll be excited to fish it um i'll have a very new perspective on it so i'm not like not super stoked like oh my gosh i love this place and i'm not like oh i hate this place either like i don't like it's not it it sounds like it it would fit for me but like i know a lot of people have a history there so that's a little intimidating in that sense as well like for you know the the old pros but um you never know what could happen like you mentioned me earlier i showed up at 
you know, pick Wake and Alabama and Tennessee corner or wherever and just put it on them in that first day. And I had never been there before. So, you know, you, you can you can stumble into something just like that. So you can, you can. And you actually mentioned something. Uh, so you guys for sure are going to be at the national championship. I know because you're both trying yeah. to get into the, the 10 house. Uh, Jimmy, you were there last year, right? Weren't you in the 10 house? You I was. There? I was. So uh, that was your first year, right? That was my first year in the tent house, second year fishing uh, right. in, out of a kayak. Awesome, man. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, so we, we need to slow down and ask Mr. Gregory on uh, a little <laughs> juice. You know, I've seen a lot of smallmouth that I'd like to know how they were caught. And all right, all right. You're going to no, give up a little juice? Deal. Yeah, man, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys, I was throwing a, a spinnerbait. You know, I was I was in a creek, you know, as well, and uh, in some moving water and just just kind of doing my thing, man, just picking it apart and trying to figure out, you know, the thing is, like, for every lake, creek arm or true creek, right, or river, you got to find the sweet spot, like, where they're at, you know. And in a, in a creek or river, a lot of times, it's not the most obvious spots, right? It's, it's Sometimes it's not those real obvious, like, bluff wall, big, deep hole. It's not where you think that they should be what looks the best sometimes. Sometimes it's that medium, moderate current, medium depth, you know, just, just two and three feet, you know, even in the push water, you know, in front of some, some shoals or, you know, where it trickles down, narrows down, uh, and they're sitting there, and then you just you cruise over and you see them, and you're like, dang it, if I was just thrown there. And I just had to figure out on day one, because that was my first day of fishing, where are they setting up? And the, the fish – uh, you know, I did I did have a couple largemouth on day two, but the most of my fish were smallmouth, and they were setting up um, in that kind of two, three foot of water, maybe on a, a tree or root ball that's not even breaking the surface. That's just in the middle of, of the creek. That's mm-hmm. two, three foot of water. You got to see with your, you know, I was using my, you know, Smith Optics polarized glasses, and I could see that stuff by standing up, uh, and you know, floating down, standing up. And if it was too swift, I dropped my dra- my drag chain down to slow me down. And just hit as much of that stuff as possible. And, and they were kind of in that, you know, that, that stuff that doesn't always look like it's the greatest. But they blend in so good, man. Smallmouth are so good at changing their color. And they'll be, if they're on like a little sandy pushwater area, they'll be just sandy colored looking, you know. And uh, I definitely had some fish that were in, the, in that sort of area. And those are the ones, like on the Susquehanna, when they get on the head of those grass islands. And, and pl- any rivers, you know, uh, where you have grass islands or any island, really, they're at the head of it. It's, it's real shallow, you know, and if they're there, they're there to feed and feed only. So if you can make casts in those little skinny little, you know, six to six inches of water to a foot and a half of water, that little push water, uh, they're usually going to, like, jump on <laughs> it if there's one there. You don't need to make, like, five mm-hmm. casts at it. It's just a couple casts. So Rob, that's what this is where you can make your pukey face, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. Six inches of water? What? <laughs> yeah. It's like that doesn't sound fun, and all the the tough, you know, access sometimes, and the the, the annoying parts of the the creek, you know. But anyway, the but it was it was cool, man. Spinner baits and buzz baits, whopper, whopper plopper, um, you know, chatterbait for sure. Uh, I was using the the Project well, Z. I know, I know you like the jackhammer, but Project Z is the one I I kind of you know prefer. But uh, yeah, I just kind of found them in that stuff that didn't always look yeah. the greatest, and it was consistent. They were there consistently, but. Um, I enjoyed it, man. It was a good time, and I can't wait to get back and explore some some more more water because there's just so much to that lake. You know, that's what's exciting about 
the championship. It's not like we can just, it's not like everyone's just going to continue to run to the exact same history. Cause like we said, whole new game, new time of year, yep, yep. everything's going to change. So I'm excited to explore it and, and figure it out. But, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm also excited to hopefully be roommates with you two guys in the tin house, because this was my first year. At, yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Right. Let's, let's just make this, make it official here and let's just call it. So we all need, we all need a good championship in Shreveport. And I was fortunate to get second at Shreveport when the, when the NC was there. So I feel good about being in Shreveport. I don't feel good that it's a different time of year, you know, cause it, it was back in March and there wasn't all the vegetation, all the growth, you know, on the surface that we're going to see now, it's just going to be thick, matted. It's basically right. still the, the end of summer there in, in October still. So it's going to be, totally different but i'm at least have have some bit of confidence and i think we all three need a you know a good finish obviously to to seal that deal so but at least yep. it's kind of in our own hands you know we kind of control our own destiny which a lot of people don't have that luxury so let's let's just do it and uh and just uh, go I'm to the third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well go win it man chad, win exactly. it. chad said there was like a hundred and what did he say it was a ridiculous number 130 people still still can make it. Yeah. Mathematically, yeah. 130. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, on it in the first place till I got back to the house after winning. And Jason's sitting there and he's like, dude, you're in the top 10 in point in AOI points. I said, how? <laughs> I yep. Next, Mike, my, my plan was next year to hit the KBF stuff really hard and put away kind of the smaller stuff. So my plan next year is to hit the road, travel, I mean, do a lot more bigger events and stuff like that. I had no intentions on none of this this year. Yep, but then East Harbor cool. and then this one, I was, then that guy said that, and I was like, you mean the 10 now? <laughs> he said, yeah. yeah. Like, that's a, that's, that's like, a good way right. to start your year of uh, doing a lot more national championships. Just start it off right. Get it, right. Get out there. We started making phone calls. We're going south. We're going to go to Louisiana. Why not? heck yeah man i mean you know this was the so basically we're all in the three different stages here jimmy you were a year ahead you were focused on it i know you were last year because if i remember correctly at the national championship when you knew what place you got in that trail series championship you were like pumped because you knew exactly how many points you needed to make the 10 house and you got on stage and you you talked about that so when i saw you act that way and, and the, you know i just didn't really realize you know what it was all about until i mean honestly i didn't focus on it much until just you know covid and the year before i just did you know five or six the flw cup and the you know lake wachita and the championship and I, you know what i mean and then i started to realize okay here's how you get into the 10 house here's how you, you you know focus on the aoy with kbf and then hobie has theirs and obviously i got into that uh last year with hobie and ended up winning aoy but and then this year was my Jimmy McClurk in year of years last year was my focus on, okay, I'm going to try to get in that 10 house. I'm going to try to win the AOI in both these trails. I'm going national focusing on it hard. And Robert, you're one year behind where you're starting to realize it now. Like I'm going to start doing more of these national things. Yep. And this is my goal, but good news for you is you can still, at least on the, yep. you know, on the KBF, KBF side, get into this 10 house this year. So that's pretty cool, man. I had to text you just to figure out how to find the standings for AOI. I couldn't find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. That's true. That's the truth. But right. anyway, uh, let's look real quick at the uh, the uh, let's see the results for this is the uh, fantasy game that we're we're kind of bringing up on every show. I don't know if you guys play this or not this year, but if if not, we're going to do it next year. And Paddlefin is is doing a good job of keeping track of the stats, right? So the fantasy points are the cash, 
that we earn as anglers equals fantasy points for the folks that are playing the game. Your best six, you have six anglers to pick. So uh, however your six anglers do in cash winning. So let's just go down real quick and just see. I don't even know what you guys are at. I'm going to look you guys up right now. And, and hopefully this is accurate. It should be. It's, it's basically only from uh, BASS, Hobie, and KBF events. Now, Jimmy, are you fishing uh, anything else but KBF? And Robert, what about you? Go ahead, Jimmy. No. Just KBF no, stuff? No, I've just fished KBF this year. All right, so this is going to be all that you – all right, so we have you at $8,727 after this recent Kentucky Lake event. Hopefully that sounds about accurate. But 8727 It's pretty good, yeah, man. It, I've won some bonuses from uh, from Old Town. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I could look this up on um, Is the Robert website. in the game? Robert should be in the game. I don't know. <laughs> we, should, we, we should have added him. We should add him to the game if we – he should have been added to the game is what I'm trying to say here. Let's see. Gotcha. Uh, because – I wasn't I'm in gonna, the game. <laughs> I don't think I added myself before. All right. I'm going to look here. Robert is in the game, and you actually oh, are pretty it? darn – you and Jimmy are very close, actually. Robert, you have $8,754. <laughs> Jimmy, you had $8,727. <laughs> That's pretty pretty cool. You guys are basically dead yeah. even on, on money awesome. earned. Nice. Um, nice. Robert, you, you have, uh, you're only fishing KBF stuff and then local stuff, right? No, I'm fishing the BASS stuff, too. I qualify, oh, yeah. yeah. I qualify for the Classic this year, so I'm going to – as soon as everything settles down, I'm going to start making some trips to South Carolina and do some practicing. So, nice, I don't know man. if nice. that number is exactly accurate. I think I does that count uh, challenge series stuff as well? It should. No, it's just it's just just Hobie, trail it's just in person trail. Okay. And Hobie, that that's probably that's probably pretty accurate. That's probably yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah, just the in person tournament. So I got you. Uh, and so right now it sits at Russ Snyder's has twenty nine thousand four hundred and sixty six dollars. Jody Queen at twenty six thousand seventy three. Mark Pendergraph at twenty thousand five hundred. Ewing Miner at sixteen seven, and I'm at fourteen nine. Brian Howes at fourteen eight. Cody Milton, Guillermo Gonzalez, you know, down at twelve nine thousand. So and then you get to ninety eight hundred with Nate Gloria, and then Robert and Jimmy. I would like to say this, dude. I've I maybe I've mentioned this before, but I'm. I'm proud of my, you know, fourteen nine with n- yeah. with no no wins, zero wins, and everybody nice. on that list, nice. everybody on that list has a win uh, that I've even meant that I've mentioned. So I'm I'm proud of that. Um, I don't even know how far down the list you got to go till I finally get to somebody who doesn't have a win. So, uh, you know, if nothing else, at least I'm I've been consistent. Cash cash checks. Yes, so. yes, good job. Hey, yeah. you don't have to win to win, right? Hey, Drew, you not, see this? Not efficient. This right here was 2015 when I started. I won Angler of the Year, and I had 11 second places and zero wins. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> was that with uh, Tennessee Club? That was with uh, Southern Mid-Tennessee Kayak Anglers and KBFTN. I had 11 second Dude. places and didn't win a single tournament or no big basses. That was my first year. Wow, yeah. man. No wins. The only That's won insane. The year, so. First year of our Kayak Anglers Northeast Ohio, um, I didn't win an event, but I won Angler of the Year. Nice. I had like two seconds and a third or something like that. We only do it out of best three out of five events, but I didn't win, any, I didn't was win any of those events. Well, but, you know, so guys. Consistency, man. It's the consistency. Consistency what it's about. That's that's all you can ask for. In, in, that's why the AOI really is, like, in, in the Elite Series or Major League Fishing, any, anywhere, that's what they're all really like. That's I think feels like the more coveted. That's you know, the type. Right. Everybody wants that. 
Yeah, you want that. It really shows the consistency. And guys, I'm just I'm just holding out my win for the national championship or the TOC. So there you go. You know, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Just kind of. So we'll see, man. But anyway, um, it's it's good to be uh, Putting you know, on, on the podcast. Basket, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm trying to do here. So <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, I'm excited about uh, seeing you guys down there, and um, you know, just having a good time at the at the go. national championship. I hope people people watching will show up. It's going to be a good time. Shreveport was a lot of fun. Good lakes around there, good fishing, it's and it's just big a, old spiders there. I heard there's giant spiders. They do. Yeah, see, so, I'm not a fan. No. Yeah, but <laughs> I think most people are more concerned about the gators, but no. you're, you know, you're concerned about the spiders. But <laughs> no dang spiders, man. I don't like them. Spiders. Yeah. Well, the gators really weren't. Yeah, the gators really, the gators really weren't out when we were down there last time. You seen a couple, but now yeah, when we're going down there, they're going to be out. They're going to be out. No doubt about it. They're going to be out. Yes. Um, well, Drew, we need to give them. A, do we want to give it a few minutes to talk about thank anybody yep. or shout outs, yep. anything like that? Yep, exactly. Let's do that, Jimmy. Let's start with you. If you want to, you know, thank any of your sponsors or family or any of your supporters out there. Uh, yeah, ab- time, man. Absolutely. Old Town, my title sponsor, uh, puts me in. Uh, I feel like the best kayak on the water. Uh, you know, they got an entire sportsman's lineup. Whether you want an autopilot or a ten foot MK. Uh, good lineup of boats. Uh, Dakota Lithium powers everything that I have. Uh, Yak Gadget is all my storage and accessories. Um, Halo Rods. And, uh, you know, I would like to thank just Chad Hoover and KBF for putting the Trail Series on. You know, we talk about a community. I think Chad is the OG of, of Kayak. You know, I think Bass is where it's at and Hobie's where it's at, is at because of Chad. So big shout out to him. Uh, for doing what he does and what he has done. Uh, and that's it. And my wife, you know, she lets me go around chase these green and brown fish all over the country and hold down the fort and uh, does what she does. And uh, and I appreciate her and my family and the good Lord above. Like I said, the uh, way in the other day, he continues to bless us. Uh, I was sitting the day that I won, I was just praying out loud to him and saying, you know what, Lord, I'm good. I'm just fishing be with these folks that are out there hurting from these hurricanes and wildfires and floods. And if you see fit, just let me catch five fish. And, uh, and he blessed me with a great day. So, uh, that's cool. uh it, it's all about him. That's an amazing, amazing attitude to, to take at it. But, uh, and also just, Hey, real quick about Chad, I'll say the same thing, man. You know what, you know, obviously one of the more polarizing, you know, figures in, uh, in our sport, right. You know, whether you, you, you like that or you don't, no one can ever debate or argue that what he did with KBF to, to kind of, you know, really has fueled and, and kind of kicked off and started uh, a lot of what we have today with other trails. Sure. So for sure, man, you know, congrats to him and uh, on all that he's done and his success and, and big thanks to him, you know, for sticking it out because it hasn't been easy. I ran a tournament trail for 10 years and it was not easy. And I, I was like, man, this is it's it's fun giving away the stuff and putting smiles on people's face and just get, allowing people to meet each other and have the memories. But that's the only thing I missed. It was so much work, man. And I know he's put in so much time and work him, his entire team, Amanda and Christy, and now his son, yep. Austin. And, and so thanks to those guys for sure for putting on uh, good events and really starting this whole thing and giving us the other, you know, trails we have now in, in some degree, you know, they were a part of that. So anyway, Good job, Jimmy, and uh, congrats you. again. Robert, take it away, man. Um, first off, I got to thank my wife. We have four kids. 
Uh, we're wide open sports band, everything else in the world. And she holds down the fort like a champ and she works full time job and takes care of everything. And, and, uh, this tournament was rough cause I didn't have any service. I'm used to having service and talking to my wife, like, I don't know, 17 times a day <laughs> and hearing everybody else. But I mean, she's a, she's just the backbone behind all of it. So, and, uh, Dakota lithium, I've tried to kill my Dakota batteries on my trolling motor and stuff, and I haven't had a chance. I haven't been able to do it yet. So I run a 100 amper in the back and a 23 in the front. Runs my GoPros all day, following everything else. And Pro Tackle Crafters, they're a local company around here. All my jigs, plastic spinner baits, buzz baits, everything else. They they take really good care of me throughout the year. And then Chasing 20, it's a clothing company that's getting ready to put a a, a big big dent in the kayak stuff pretty soon. They were a chasing 20 pounds for a long time. And I messaged him a couple of years ago and I was like, man, you guys realize chasing 20 is what we do in the kayak game. We mm-hmm. chase 20 inches. That's all. Everybody wants a 20 incher. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So we started working some stuff and we're working on a few things coming up. And then Drew, you know, Dustin Hoy, Raccoon Creek Outfitters. He put me oh, on. Yeah. I think new canoe also. I got on their team this year. I mean, I mean, I had a new canoe in 2015 when I won Angler of the Year. And I I didn't have another one till this year. And as soon as I got back in that pursuit, I realized how much I loved it. I mean, it's fast, stable. It's a great all-around fishing platform. And then, like I said, Dustin, him at Raccoon Creek, Raccoon Creek Outfitters are not far from us. And just, a, I mean, just great people. You won't you won't fight. If you ever get around Southeast Ohio, you get to go check out a kayak shop. You'll walk in there. And I've always said, as soon as you walk in the door, it's country. Like, you walk in, you just feel like you're just family you're waiting for bobby to bring out biscuits and gravy i mean it's just <laughs> a country store they have everything in the world they got all the jack attack stuff it's a great place to go they're really cool it people. is and yeah. uh, that's that's pretty much it i mean but most of all i gotta say it again my wife and my wife man she works so hard and we got four kids under 18 and she's just she wow. she supports this like crazy and i could not be more blessed i was at work today and my buddy Joseph works with us. He said, buddy, your wife loves you. And I said, you're right. She does. Because I get to That's do this. Cool. So, and she, she holds out in fort. So do you talk to her 17 times a day during a tournament day? Or buddy, just like, listen, if you ever meet me on the water, if you and I ever see each other on the water, I'm on the phone. I during a tournament. No way. <laughs> my buddy, Mike Fink, Jason Isaacs, my wife, my kids. My phone is never stopping. I'm always talking to somebody while I'm fishing. Matt Davis, me and Matt Davis on Erie. I, <laughs> I went two years ago on Erie. Every big keeper I caught was while I was on a phone call with Matt or my wife. Like, I don't, I don't know. I come from Jeez. the basket. I got to be talking to somebody. I don't want to be sitting out there by myself. This tournament sucked. There was no service. <laughs> <laughs> so I Dude. Would, I would leave Kyle's side. Him and I said, I hit. There's a GoPro video you'll see pretty soon where I ran into my boat because I hit on instead of off. We're sitting so close to each other, almost knocking out his boat. <laughs> my God, dude. What a miss. I got to talk to people. I can't sit out there by myself. I go crazy. That's why you're good on your good interview, man, because that you like to talk. And I mean, what a, what a mess of a tournament for you. You had to actually fish a creek. You couldn't talk to anybody. I mean, this is like crazy, man. You, you're just. Not hey, your uh, element there, and it worked out. Such a so. frustrating win. Ugh. I know. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. But, hey, shout out again, like you said, to, to Dustin Hoy and, and, and the, the guys at Reckon yeah. Creek. Ken and I are obviously we're, we're really good friends with Dustin, and, and he is one of the best, uh, he and his wife, man, in the in the entire industry. So, yeah, if you're ever up in the that area of Ohio – Feel free to check them out. Um, I, I want to say real quickly, thanks to Benny Branches. Uh, that paddle is what I used. I didn't have a motor for this tournament. And the Angler Pro paddle crushed it. Um, 
you know, I, I love, uh, you know, my motor guide, but man, I'm telling you on a tournament where I could just get in a, a skinny body water and just kind of use yeah, the which, paddle. That's just, which that's one just were you in? What, what, what model were you in? I was that? in, yeah, it was, I used both. I used the Crescent ultralight and the, the, uh, Crescent CK one venture, uh, the venture I used on day two, cause I said, I, I really wanted to stand and start seeing some of that stuff before I roll right up onto it too, you know, too quickly. The water was pretty clear. So I didn't want to spook them. So that, that was a great boat for the, um, for the job. And then, um, I was also going to mention, I love that you guys, you know, Robert with new canoe, Jimmy with old town, you know, uh, Ken and I fish out of crescents. I love the fact, I feel like sometimes people have a little bit of a divide in the, the kayak fishing community and the divide only for some reason comes with the boat you fish out of. doesn't really matter with, if you're, we're each sponsored by different lure companies or rod companies, whatever. But sometimes people feel like, I don't know if I could be quite as, as close friends with this guy. Some people, I know not, not you guys, but I think it's cool. And what I want to start doing really is, is highlighting, you know, other other angle. I'm talking to me personally, like on my Instagram or somewhere. I want to start highlighting friends of mine that fish out of different watercraft, just to kind of continue to promote the the mantra that you know in our sport that we're we are different, man. Kayak fishing is different. We don't want it to get to where, you know, maybe some people see the big time bass boat world is with a, a lot of division. Let's just try to keep kayak fishing as much this cool community as it is now, I know one day big money is going to change things, but I want to keep it like this as long as possible. Love old town, love new canoe, love all the other brands and all the folks that fish out of them and the people they're all, all good friends and welcome to, you know, stay with me at any tournament um, I go to. And, and I just don't want to see any, any of that stuff happen. So anyway, I want to just give a shout out and just mention that yeah. as well. So let's keep it that way, guys. All right, Ken, any final thoughts, man? Um, I think, you know, uh, it's been a really awesome trail series for KBF. Um, we've also, you know, Hobie's also been super awesome. They have another event coming up uh, this yep. month. And then to, for them to wrap up their season. And um, Bass has, what, lacrosse left this weekend, I think. Yep. And, yeah, so. you know, it's been a really fun year coming out of, you know, obviously COVID stuff is still around. That's a big deal. It's, it is what it is, but, um, getting back into like a lot more normal, um, at least in the kayak fishing world, more of a year, it was really fun to go through up to this point, excited to get these championships, participate in one fishing some more. And, um, you know, uh, it's just been really exciting, really fun and super awesome from everybody involved, all the guys who run them and, and do and make these things happen. Um, you yeah. know, it's my little opportunity to be on this show uh, for Jimmy. And I just want to, you know, shout out to everybody involved in the whole kayak fishing universes that making all this possible just for us to even sit here and record this, you know, and have a good time and, and talk to each other from across the States and, you know, the state lines and everything like that. It's just awesome. So um, it's fun watching you guys, you know, your names on the leaderboard. I obviously recognize you, Jimmy, obviously Robert, we know each other. So like, and Drew and I, obviously, uh, been friends for a while. So just seeing your guys' name battle back and forth and bounce up and down those leaderboards on the weekends is, is always super fun. So, um, you know, hope you guys are still having fun and keep going to get out there and yeah. fish because, you know, I'm sitting yeah. back enjoying it when I can't make it out there. So good job, Absolutely. fellas. Absolutely. Cool. All yep. right. Well, uh, yep. 
appreciate you guys, and I'm going to hit this thing. Uh, again, I'm trying to take over for Jimmy, so I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to hit close, this closer, and uh, it's going to hopefully take us out. But uh, peace out, guys. Thanks again. Robert, Jimmy, appreciate if you want to stay on, stay on for a second, I'll, uh, when this is done running, I'll, you know, offline, we'll, we'll say thanks and good night to you guys. But uh, let me run this okay. real quick, and we'll see you next week. Sorry again, guys, we couldn't run down the other tournaments. We'll try to get those caught up. I know uh, Jimmy reads off the other local tournaments and some other regional stuff that happened. I don't know anything that's going on really with that, so we'll try to get caught up on that next time. But uh, all right, for now, catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.